The Random Report, Season 1, Episode 12. There we go. Good morning or good afternoon, everybody. After, and a good afternoon, good, good morning, afternoon. Mel. After uh, a quite a hiatus. Two month hiatus. Yes, yeah. And that's not something related to a hernia. No. <laughs> <laughs> two, two months. Yes, yeah. Life gets in the way. Yes, unfortunately. So you've all had to wait a little bit. Um, it was a long recovery from COVID. Because, <laughs> of course, last time it's I'd COVID, had... COVID special. Uh, yes, because I'd had uh, uh, yet another bout of COVID. Um, I'm vying for a record, because if I get it in this uh, now new cycle... So a quick word before we start, because today we're going to be talking about um, the possibility of recession, inflation, uh, the cost of living crisis and more. Um, but a quick word before we start the proceedings, by way of a note of warning regarding the current levels of COVID, which um, I see yesterday had topped 200,000 cases in one day and has been climbing significantly over uh, the last week or two. Um, so especially with things like Glastonbury going on and uh, Ascot of course which was recently and then uh, Wimbledon coming up all these big events, summer events where people seem to have forgotten that um, the pandemic is ongoing yeah. and whilst the, the Covid uh, uh, virus might be a little less nasty uh, I think there was quite a high number of people in the hospital this last week. So, take good care. So, onwards and upwards. With chaos, of course, at the airport, delays renewing passports, driving licences, and on, an ongoing train and tr tube strike, which uh, I'm sure is going to irritate the fuck out of all of us by the end of the summer. There's your and, fly. And there's my fly. You see, we've had a fly bothering us, um, which you won't so if you won't uh, know about if you're listening via Audible or Spotify. <laughs> but should it land on any, any of us, <laughs> it might be spotable on YouTube. Um, yes, uh, with an ongoing trend in tube strike uh, and UK inflation having now topped nine percent in the most recent figures released yesterday. Um, and, and possible strike action by teachers and nurses, are we heading for a summer and possibly then an autumn and a winter of discontent? And barristers, by the way. And barristers, yes, you're right. But you'd have thought, well, why are they going on strike? Perhaps you can allude has, to this. It, I forgot what it's called, public... Um, when barristers have to do work for the government and it's part of the public... Pro purse, bono. No, 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 no that's when they do it for free, isn't it? And I never but thought... it's part of the public purse and they get a set amount per hour. Ah, they're saying that that and amount is... they're saying is... it's far too low and they okay. need an increase in that do base. Do you know what level. that amount is? Isn't it's, it's not a lot. It isn't a lot. No. So it is paltry. Yeah. Okay. But they have to do it as part of their remit. I'm with you. So uh, would you say that... The... So any sort of public, public need... You know, obviously you have a lot of people that can't afford lawyers and barristers. So gotcha, when they get yeah, it, I'm with you. When it's on, uh, 
I forgot what the term is. Yes, I think I know what you meant. Yes. It's, uh, so, so but anyway, that, that fee is fixed. And they're saying that they can't really do their job on that fixed rate because it hasn't been increased in the last 10 years, whatever it is. Gotcha, I see. Even though they make a pissing fortune the rest of the time. Yeah. <laughs> actually, you know, funny you should say that. Actually, uh, I, I do know the old barrister who, because of the particular work that they do, aren't actually as well off as you think they are. You know, it's only a particular sorts of barristers that seem to be milking them. So you'd say that perhaps it's a legitimate reason to you withdraw want, their services. You'd want your lawyer to be as well prepared as possible. And to be paid well. And to be paid well for their services. And not sort of half-hearted about it all. Oh, fuck it, let him hang. If, <laughs> if your life is on the line. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> um, so... Do you think with, uh, obviously, the prospect of teachers and nurses, which you're, you know, um, what do you make, you know, uh, what do you make um, uh, of, um, before we go any further, what do you make of the idea that, you know, this, this rail strike, what do you think about that? What's your thoughts on it? Do you think they have a validity? I don't know whether you can say it one way or another. Surely they know better than anyone else whether or not they deserve well, a pay rise or not. Uh, I mean, I Because they're looking for 7%. Yes. And a, a guarantee of no false redundancies or something. And in Tyneside, I think they were given 5% immediately because they were trying to. Yes, that part was resolved up there, isn't well, it? Well, not resolved. We bent over and gave them what they wanted. Right. There wasn't really any negotiation with it. It's that they asked for a certain amount. We gave them one and a half percent under, and then that was that. But again, the question is whether or not they're deserving of it or not. But again, I don't know one way or another. I know there's. I was talking yesterday to somebody who used to work for on the railways, and uh, and, and I know a lot of the arguments, not just over pay, but it's also over conditions. Uh, and the government's desire to change some of the working practices, practices like closing ticket offices. Now, um, from all the people I've spoken to, closing ticket offices, nobody buys their ticket in any other way than online. And the average ticket office, they're proposing, the, well, they're proposing closing 1,000 ticket offices. What about for those that sell less than an average of a ticket an hour? What about those people that don't know how to? purchase a ticket online what do they do learn quickly <laughs> or be forced to stay at home because they have no other ability to purchase a ticket um, again this this is this is for the public good so surely there should be at least an alternative method as to just online machine. purchase a ticket or a machine or to have someone at least standing in the entry foyer whatever it is able to help the elderly or the disabled or people that may need assistance getting a ticket. Right. Alternatively, if you don't give people that that choice, they may be sort of locked at home, and that's even worse, surely. For the sake of efficiency, it doesn't seem to make sense. There are some people that will need assistance. For the small amount of people that Do may need assistance... Do you think that's a justification for keeping all these... Because the, 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 as I said, okay, it's not, I don't think it's you, all of them. But it's a you, thousand offices. But then there. you close the ticket office, but you at least have someone available 
yeah. to assist someone that walks into the train or underground station if they need assistance, if they can get it. But um, I know if you're... There's also a very big talk about the incredible inefficiencies of uh, a lot of the workers that are sort of unionised. Yes. You know, is, there, there, there's, there's, there's a huge amount of talk about sort of, you know, massive wastage, massive inefficiency, you know, people abusing the system for all it's worth. Well, yes. I mean, one of the you things know, I was told yesterday, and I, I, uh, when this is People refusing to, to share vans, trucks and transportation, things like that. The, but since people. COVID, since the advent of COVID uh, and, and safety reasons surrounding uh, transmission, and of course, that's now largely, uh, despite the numbers I read out earlier, um, they, they'd send two vans out to well, do a just, job. Well, you open the window and you. That's that. Yes, but they were sending two vans out because that's what the union demanded. So it was there was only a certain number of people in the van. So instead of uh, the, a job that's requiring three or four people, you end up with eight people attending. Uh, you know, to to do a job that only needs three or four. Um, I read somewhere else as well that uh, sounds like the police, basically. <laughs> well, you don't right. see them at all. <laughs> well, no, but if something does happen, you don't see one or two. You don't see a car in a van or something. You see. Six cars, a helicopter, a van, two police motorcycles. Oh, you mean like ambulance? You mean like the, the... just to hang around and see what's going on? <laughs> yes. And how much does that cost? Well, I mean, how it... many thousands of pounds does that? Well, cost? you and I talking that uh, actually on the phone that day. And someone the drama unfolded, and there was somebody hanging from the balcony above. Yeah, exactly. Uh, refusing to let the police in. And there were there was I counted seven police cars, two ambulances, in the fire uh, fire um, uh, appliance. And they're not doing anything else but just having a laugh and wondering what's going on. Yes, they were all standing about having a laugh and a joke at our expense. At our expense. At an, at an incredible expense beyond and, that. And then the finish, they didn't. I don't think they ever got access to his flat. Well, no, because you probably need a warrant. And without a warrant, what can you do? You can't just smash the door down. No. They tried everything to persuade him out. Uh, I think in the end he gave up dangling from, from the balcony, which was yeah, rather Yeah, because his arms couldn't take it anymore. I'm not surprised. Yes. I mean, all I could see was his feet sort of waving. <laughs> what you should have done, you should have pulled on his feet. He would have given up really Yes, quick. and I would have been done for manslaughter. Um, anyway, I digress, I, dig, I digress, of course. Um, so, uh, one of the other things, going back to the railways, is, is that um, now, for checking the, the, the structure of the track, um, it used to be the case that you'd have a, a bundle of guys going around with a big hammer, and they'd be tapping each bit of uh, steel going along. And there's also and a separate company. So once upon a time it was, you had the train line service and then you had the maintenance service, which is separate. Yeah. And they worked independently of one another. And it was actually relatively efficient. Right. But now it's been sort of con- conglomerated into one. Ah, right, which okay. Is, That's which it. is I also the issue. Yeah. So to try and sort of improve on, on but, economy and efficiency. But, but it's, had the, it's had the opposite effect. But this efficiency, they've got this these trains now that can... Sp- actually check as they're moving along yeah. 
the the structure of the rail without having some bob going along with a hammer and tapping it. Called a camera. Um, well, I think it's a bit more more technical. Two cameras. Two cameras. <laughs> Two cameras. Yeah, that actually goes along and sort of. Um, it must. The must. They must glean something from. I don't know how it works. Whether it's sound or something like that. Um, so there are some old working practices that actually date back, according to Grant Chaps, uh, and I'm not going to say he's lying or telling the truth, because, uh, um, but according to him, he said there are some working practices that have remained unchanged since 1919. And maybe that's just the most um, efficient way to go about it. <laughs> It's a good point. If it's not broke, why fix it? Um, But uh, you know, it's. I mean, I have to say, I look at I look at the thing, and I think there's there's two sides a bit to the argument. Um, I'm not sure they should be going on strike. I think it's a bit mean of them to go on strike when people are trying to get away for Glastonbury and enjoy themselves probably for the first time in three years. I think it could have been a bit more. uh, They have no right to go. Blastonbury, that's a privilege, is it not? It's sort of like it's a holiday. Yeah, but the whole reason why they did it over those particular days was to make a to make an effective point. Well, there's no point doing it. Well, there's like an effective point any day of the bloody week because not not if it's a Sunday because no one's really moving around. Well, if you do it when it's incredibly busy, then it's more effectual, is it not? I know, but I just find that. uh, oh, sorry. You know this this kind of industrial action after a, for, for you know is is come at a time. I mean, do you know there was the government taxpayer government put twelve billion pounds to keep the rail system afloat during the pandemic. Um, largely, most of the staff were continued to be paid. May I ask you what for, if no one was using the system? Well, you couldn't let it go boss, could you? There's no yes, yes, you could. It's the, same, it's the same case that Sadiq Khan made. But why? You know, he was saying that sort of, you know, he had 48 hours to get an additional, I forget how, how much it was, you know, just to be able to keep the rolling stock running. Right. But why keep the rolling stock running... If you've reduced your, if the service, or if the use of the service has been reduced by eighty percent, then surely you take eighty percent of the rolling stock off, and only have a reduced service. But that wasn't, oh, no. but that wasn't acceptable. No, no, of course it wasn't. That acceptable. wasn't acceptable because, because people had to be paid, people had to still continue doing their jobs, and, and according to them, if you don't have the rolling stock moving, it will break. And I don't understand that logic. Well, uh, yeah, I do. You know, oh. things that don't get used for some reason stop working. Like? Like your dick, for example. If you didn't use that, it would stop working after a while. No, I mean, even things in your house. You use, you know... If you turn your TV off for a month, I bet you in a month, and you switch it back on, it works just fine. So why is that not the same with the train? Um, well, you don't leave your TV outside. Rolling stock, by and large, is left uh, is, is outside. So it, it, I would imagine... There are plenty of issues for its seizing and needing maintenance. 
uh, ongoing maintenance to keep it functional okay. when it's sitting idle. But then pay for the maintenance, don't pay to have it okay. in motion, but what about, which is far more expensive. But what about the safety from the point of view of the spread of COVID by having, obviously it's used maybe 50% less, uh, although uh, when I talked to, 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 to my partner and what have you who was going into work, in the mornings, you wouldn't think that at rush hours it was any less busy. Um, but you know the, the, that uh, if you've got less rolling stock, um, the, then you're encouraging the spread of COVID by the fact that you're sardining people on that are more likely to spread the bug. So well, the there's, ar- a, there's arguments both sides, surely. Well, no, the other side of the argument is obviously you shouldn't have people moving around spreading COVID. So obviously, the fewer people, no, the, the the fewer the fewer resources you have to actually move people around, then you know the, the the safer essentially you'll be. But isn't isn't I mean one of the issues that they're talking about at the moment, going back to the cold, co- current COVID numbers, is the fact that people are mixing it up with what they think is perhaps uh, hay fever symptoms and so forth. So they're not necessarily aware that they've got something that is nobody around. nobody is following protocol at all no uh, well on planes apart from when i went no on the train to amsterdam no masks no masks on the plane to dublin well masks no been, masks masks have been stood down on most planes back back to the uk back to london no masks yeah i did yeah and my partner did we did you know, and a very few other people did. Well, and then you're sort of, and then you're sort of looked at as, as a pariah. Iro- but okay. Ironically, uh, when we and the cabin staff, by the way, were masked, which were, which was unusual. So the cabin members are masked. Yeah. Very few people, actually, passengers on the plane were masked. Right. But for the vast majority of cases, no one bothered. Well, ironically, on jet two, um, and I have to say, a, a, a note of positive they, they run everything very very well uh, flying to Puerto Ventura the, the stewardesses didn't wear masks more to the pity because a couple of them were a bit hard on the eye and I wish they had worn the mask but the coach at the other side demanded that from the airport to the hotel that you wore your mask so um, interestingly enough it seemed to there were different rules for different parts of the journey and that was only, as you know, last month. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but, I mean, uh, we're still wearing masks in public places. Less so, perhaps, in the supermarket, because uh, it didn't save me from getting COVID last time. I'm still going when it is largely empty. Um, because, you know, uh, again, I'm still... Yeah, we were tempted to to go to various events. Yeah. Uh, over the course of the next couple of weeks or so, and have largely decided not to because of the COVID numbers, and not to to put ourselves at unnecessary risk for uh, any upcoming you know more trips abroad that we've got. I mean, going back to the whole inflation yeah. thing, assuming that sort of the inflation rate is sort of hovering around the nine percent mark, which is. Yes, it's the increase the, the, the greatest since 40 odd years, I think. It 40 is. years, yes. It's, underst- it's, understand- but it's understandable why unions are trying to sort of increase pay for their, for their, for their people because obviously everyone is feeling mm. the struggle. But the problem is, is that 
many of us are not unionised and don't have a, uh, a group voice that can sort of go to their employers and ask for a raise. Because number mm. one, there isn't really the money for a raise in the first place. No. You know, so I mean, it's well, a bit the danger, of a, the danger we've got. Public uh, sector workers are getting their increase. And well, there's, there's also an increase, but what kind of increase? Well, no, um, but they're saying that obviously the the the, I read the, the pension rate isn't going up. So obviously, no, the pension rate is going up. Yes, it? he's increasing the pension to the same level as the uh, public sector rate. I don't think so. No, he's increasing the pension. Uh, he he's um, bringing back. He's taking off the triple lock, I believe, or, or rather, put it back on. So the the pensions get a significant increase. I think the uh, issue and he, was that he, it so wasn't. That was saying yesterday, but it's not at the same rate as the public sector workers increase, and I think that was the problem. But public sector by mean nurses and teachers. I guess it would include them as well. Because I don't think nurses and teachers go. I saw yesterday one of the figures that caught my attention yesterday, which I'll come to, was that uh, over the course of uh, the last ten years, without the recent inflation, nurses' pay had actually reduced in real terms by twenty percent. Because, because of the austerity brought in in 2010, uh, and although they've had some pay increases, overall against inflation, they're 20% worse off than they were uh, 10 years ago, 10, 11 years ago. And that's without this recent hideous bout of inflation. So, I mean, what kind of... I don't think they're going to get a pay settlement of 10% 20, yeah, no. or 12%. I can't see it. Well, no. Everybody, um, everybody's going to struggle. That's just the way it is. But the... Um, uh, we, I should, guess we, shouldn't, we shouldn't have started a war with Russia. Uh, we didn't start a war with Russia. They started one with Ukraine. Well, it's got... And it, to, to be fair, I don't agree that uh, this is all down to uh, the recent events in Ukraine. Some of it can be attributed to Brexit. Some of it, for sure, can be attributed to, obviously, the pickup from uh, the pandemic, coming out of the pandemic. And equally, some of it can be attributed to God knows how many years of dumping QE into the system trying to get some inflation that never took place, which is now obviously come at the point they don't want it. Or <laughs> of unintended consequences is always the case. Well, I I'll, mean, I'll disagree with you. Go back that. to the 1970s, look what happened back then. We increased the money supply by 25% and what did we get? Annualised inflation of 25%. Now, obviously, they did it slightly differently this time around and it it, it yeah, but energy was all, but energy was went. also it was the energy it was energy that also affected the inflation rate at that point as well. Though, yes, right? it, well, there was energy inflation. There's just but there was a huge amount of energy inflation. Yes. Back in and the it's 90s. the same thing that's happening now. Correct. But it's exacerbated because of the war. It not is not Brexit, but not COVID, but not before anything else. before Russia set foot in Ukraine. Even though Sergei Lavrov claims that they haven't attacked Ukraine, 
which I have never heard such bollocks like it. Um, even before that took place, there was an issue uh, in terms of inflation and energy prices that was already happening. It was already baked in uh, to the pie um, because we saw that before. It was already happening prior to February, that uptick, and a big, up, massive uptick. Obviously, it's been made worse. We accept that because obviously you've got the issue of gas and, 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 and so forth and oil coming from Russia. Let's well, break down. Well, well, can you hold on one second? Because um, during COVID, oil actually went to minus seventy dollars for a day Correct. or two. So it, COVID had nothing to do. Yes, with it does. No, it, it doesn't. doesn't. It, okay. Statistically, it's been broken because before a foot was set into Ukraine. The oil and gas price were on the march up. And why? It's because, obviously, there wasn't the demand. Because, as you well aware, with petrol. Petrol, I don't know whether you're aware of this. No, I wasn't until recent times. When the oil comes out the ground as crude oil, it's fine. You can keep it for a good while. When you then make it into its various fuel, different types of fuels... It has a shelf life. Yes. I didn't realise this. So, of course, during the COVID pan pandemic, because it went to miners' figures, less was being pumped, less was being refined. And as we've come out, as we started to come back to some sense of normality and demand started to regrow, yeah. uh, the supply didn't match up to that demand. And that is prior but you know to why? Russia... Putting a foot in Ukraine. But you know that why? But, you, but you know why supply wasn't brought back to its original levels? It's because OPEC refused. Oh, yes, uh, yes. It's, okay. it's other... why, and why did they refuse? Because they, they wanted more money. And because they weren't happy with the way they've yeah. been treated over the last twenty years, and they had yeah, well, and, and they had a bit of um, how do you call it? They had sort of. A bit of well, they had, they a, had a bit of leverage. Yes, because they had the hump about uh, everything. They had the hump about everything, including well, shale, so, shale gas in the states. Correct. Uh, so correct. there's a whole bundle of issues in there that have <laughs> created it. But one of them, okay, one of them is the war. One of them is COVID. Another is uh, you're right. Another is you're quite right about that. There's a whole politics over the past thirty years. There's a whole myriad of issues in there. Which anyway. is the same reason why Venezuela refuses to produce oil for the US. It's the same oh, reason why OPEC refuses oh, to increase oil production I mean, to, uh, to it's Europe. A, it's a bit about right. It's a fucking thing. It's a pickle. How many European countries are still purchasing oil from Russia, happily, and have created new agreements over the past uh, three uh, months? Yeah. We should, because, uh, the more bottom line because, is, of uh, course, we're supposed to be... Well, no, the bottom Getting line, off the disease of no, well, using oil. The, the thing is, oddly enough, you'd be surprised that sort of governments have decided that sort of politics is less important than keeping their people warm and alive. And so Russian oil is just as good as anyone else's for many European countries. Whether you want to like it, whether you want to appreciate that well, or not, which is why, which is why the Russian economy is actually doing all right. And the I was reading yesterday that it is contracted by around eighteen percent. So really, have you looked at the uh, ruble recently? Well, ah, uh, the ruble is only one part of the story, as you know. 
Um, uh, you know, it, it, it's, uh, it's Simon, will, Simon, Simon will find any reason to attack no. Russia, but the reality no. is, it's not quite doing as bad as uh, a lot of people are making out. It's and Russia has friends apparently all over the world. It, it, of course, you know, people cohabit in war uh, in, in times as they did uh, in the 1930s and 40s. Um, you know, it's not, it's not everything's not not simply black and white. No, Don't absolutely, get me wrong. absolutely true. Don't get me wrong. Um, uh, you know, but the, the Mexico, Brazil, uh, the Russian economy Argentina. is contracting. Where where they're uh, well, they don't have McDonald's anymore. Ruble is well. Yes. I'm sure that really hurts them. That must be a painful. I don't, frankly, give. You know, give <laughs> that, two that, that, that to, must be a painful no. loss to the Russian economy. Yeah, I mean, it's a bit of a viewpoint, isn't it? Anyway, let's break down the inflation figures. Since May 2021, food has risen on average by 0.7 percent. Is that it? Um, 0.7%. percent. Eight Oh, sorry, 8.7%. Uh, fuel, that's on average. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, I notice in, in some things have gone up by 15, 20%, uh, some meat products, for example. Um, fuel has gone up by 32.8%. By fuel, I mean sort of petrol, that kind of, petrol, diesel, that kind of stuff. Electricity, 53.5%. Gas by 95.5%. So arguably now, I guess, running electricity is cheaper than yeah, it is. running than gas. So there you go. Get your little fan eaters out ready for, for winter and keep the central heating off. Because you need the gas and the electric for your gas central heating because of the electric pump. So assuming there's any gas to pump. Assuming there's any gas to pump, of course. Um... Yeah, I think I'll be pumping my own gas. I'll diet to chickpeas and lentils. You could do a closed anaerobic system. God demanded to be very successful, and I could market it to the neighbours. Uh, <laughs> um, even furniture has gone up by 16%, and hotel rooms by 25%. And as you were alluding to only a moment ago, telling yeah. me about your recent trip, uh, the price of the hotel rooms. Um, Chancellor Rishi Sunak said yesterday, we have all the tools in the box to deal with rising inflation. Or is he the biggest tool in the box? That's a complete load of nonsense. Yes, I I would agree with you there. Um, Because I I find some of his approach to stuff seems a little bit... There's also also nothing he can do about it, realistically. No. No, because as interest rates rise, I notice that this morning... Britain's paying more on its debt. Its government borrowing was up uh, by um, quite, I think, uh, three or four billion more than they anticipated. That would be inevitable uh, on this last uh, in this last month, and largely that was because of the increased amount they were paying on debt due to a rise in interest rates. So that's the danger we're all in, I'm afraid. Um, especially, if it, but I do note if you've been a saver at last there's starting to be a little bit of competition appearing in the uh, on the high street on savings rates it's starting to take place so for those who don't have debts which is very few people unfortunately 
Um, no, those first are, of all, those don't have been keep squirreling the money away. Ash will start to be rewarded. Not really. Well, because the inflate yeah, because your inflation rate is higher than the savings rate. So in real terms, well, in real terms, in real terms, you're losing money regardless. Well, so the in best real thing, terms, as long as you've so cut the best your costs, thing, the best thing you can do is not have your money in the bank and have it have it invested elsewhere. Well, but then of course, if you're cutting, so you can limit inflation. If you're, if you're able to cut your costs. And the problem is a lot of people aren't able to cut their costs because they've got these sure. fixed costs like so their leased car. If, if inflation is at 9%, then yeah. in real terms, the value of whatever's in the bank is down 9%. So there's no, there's no savings rate that can ease that pressure. So the best thing you can do is not have your money in the bank at all. Well, they'd love to make us... Uh, well, before, and time's gone by, when they, everything, the pressures were deflationary and they were all trying to get encouragers to spend. Now there's going to be a massive encouragement for us not to spend. <laughs> Seems yeah, a bit perverse, I, really, doesn't I it? I think most people are smart enough to know not to be spending too much money these days anyway, which is why we're heading into a recession. I've no doubt about that. I think uh, we're probably already there anyway. So I think well, we've had uh, was it two two quarters of negative growth equals uh, technical recession. So we're not quite there yet on the technical terms, but yeah, yeah you're right. I think uh, it's impossible to avoid. Um, demand is already falling. I'm seeing, I was speaking to somebody who's in one of these plant-based uh, food manufacturing um, companies, and uh, they can't, the, the, the demand for it is contracting at a rate of knots, as we're seeing elsewhere. Is that because it's shit? Uh, <laughs> I'm glad I didn't name the company. Yeah, good thing you didn't. <laughs> yeah, talking of which, going, going slightly, I digress. I keep seeing adverts on the television for plant-based coffee. Excuse me, but coffee was always a fucking plant. <laughs> Why are they advertising it? Obviously trying to promote milk that doesn't come from cows. Yeah. Uh, uh, plant-based milk but something that's based is the main ingredient in my book not the thing that you add what do you mean? well earlier on you All had right, a cup so of coffee, coffee not yeah. a cup of milk you had a cup of coffee you didn't have a cup of sugar you just happened to have a bit of milk and a bit of sugar in it Yeah. so the main ingredient was the coffee so as far as I'm concerned you can't call coffee plant-based because it's always been plant-based I guess technically you can though which is why we're doing it yeah, but it's, it's, it's stating the obvious, isn't it? It's always been fucking plant-based. <laughs> but you're right. It's the stuff shit, and that's why it's unpopular. You know, all of these uh, food. Heavily so, processed, high in sugar, high in salt, yeah. high in fat content. Yes, processed And it will food. kill you just as fast as bacon will, probably. So um, there you go. Yeah. Yes. Don't, right. don't, don't be fooled by the nonsense. Um, so... Do you think inflation is going to go up further? Do you think we're at risk of a turkey style? No, inflation? turkey won't happen. Because no. Erdogan had decided to not increase interest rates at all. He which, decreased them. Yeah, in fact, at some points he decreased them. Yeah. And we didn't, no one seemed to understand um, his, his logic. Because so, he mean, has none. <laughs> well, he was advised somewhere, you know, but he took that yeah. advice. It was strange advice. Right. No one understood it. You know, the, the lira collapsed. And, uh, and and that's that. But I mean, a lot of people are going to Turkey on holiday. So I mean, I mean, maybe there's a 
bonus to that. Well, I, if you, if you I, want I tell you what I do notice. If you want a cheap holiday, go Turkey. Well, I, I tell you what I do notice. If, if, uh, are people going on holiday to Turkey? Because yes, I have and, yes, never seen so many adverts on television for Lots Turkey. of people are going to Turkey. And so they're still going? In, in their droves. So how are they, with the inflation, have, well, well, where, where... If the value of goods and services in Turkey has gone down by sort of 60-odd percent... But the inflation Your rate, holiday is but, cheaper. But, but it's the inflation. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, but in relative terms, okay. you know, the pound against his lira is still incredibly strong. I'm with you. So even with the inflation so rate, it's still working. The Turkish lira has collapsed. What you don't want to do is go to Mykonos, where you hear stories of sort of friends that will go to a beachfront restaurant and get charged 1,600 euros for two sandwiches and a couple of cans of Coke. Seriously? Yeah. Where have you heard that? It's been, it's been all over the news that a lot of sort of foreign tourists will go to Mykonos, obviously, you know, it's a fancy place again, all the rest of it, and they'll go, they'll, go to, they'll go to a restaurant, usually, usually, year, usually beach line, and they won't display, they won't, oh, they will display the price, but what they won't tell you is that it's price per gram. And that's why, that, that's, when, that's, when, that's Since why, when is this happening? For a long time. In fact, it's been all over the news. You know, now the, author- it, the authorities... Are you talking years or months? Or? No, over the past few years. Because I, I, I went to a state in a very posh hotel in Mykonos about uh, four years ago. Uh, Did you go to the same beach line restaurant that these people went to? Probably not. But anyway, so the point is, they were being charged per gram. But, so it's one particular... You, you, yeah, well, no, there are a few places. You know, they weren't aware of this. And then when they finally got the bill... It came to thousands of euros, which they were forced to pay, because even when the authorities were, were sort of, you know, called in, they were like, "Well, look, you know, it's your duty to make sure you understand the menu and the pricing of it." And they were forced, and they were forced to wow. pay these ridiculous amounts. Wow! It's an absolute scam, but that's how, ah. but that's how they're getting away with it, ah. because obviously, you know, after two years of not getting any business whatsoever, they're trying to do whatever they can to recoup as much money as possible. And right. They know that. Tourists are stupid enough to fall for it, and uh, in some cases, I've got to say, I've never experienced right. anything like that in Mykonos, but I, it, it will make me uh, feel you have, to, last, you have to be very careful. Well, yes, the last that's why the last holiday I had was all inclusive, <laughs> worked very well. <laughs> very nice place, actually, very, very nice indeed. Um, so interesting enough, talking about Turkey, they reckon their inflation rate is running at 73.5 percent which is a figure disputed and reckoned to be much worse, according to some independent analysts, some independent researchers, than that uh, they say the true figure is closer to 160% annualised inflation. And, um, and I, I dug out a really good quote, uh, which kind of uh, says everything about the two of one, frankly. Um, uh, here's the quote. It says, a year ago, Zeki... Uh, he was apparently this guy was selling his tomatoes for for eight uh, Turkish liras, which is um, uh, less than half a euro per kilogram. Today he can't sell them for less than twenty uh, Turkish liras, which um, is is one euro ten. Still cheaper than it is for a kilo of tomatoes here, I might add. But then it depends on what the lira is worth, um, which is more than doubles last year price. That's right. Um, economists uh, say inflation, of course, is to blame. 
didn't think that was there. Inflation in the price of tomatoes. But President Recep Tayyip Erdogan disagrees. He explained on June the 6th that inflation doesn't exist in Turkey and that price increases are due to the growing cost of living. Well, okay. isn't, isn't that the definition of inflation? Not according to him. <laughs> That's his own quote. There you go. Price increases are due to the growing cost of living, not to inflation, because inflation doesn't exist in Turkey. There you go. Well, then he doesn't have a problem, so everything's fine. What an idiot. What a knob. Um, so I think we both agree then that um, time's going to get pretty difficult or much tougher. Def- well, definitely. And I'll be slipping into my wanty in the autumn rather than having the heating on. Well, we might be at actual war by that point anyway, so oh. inflation will be a secondary point altogether. This is a cheery song, my friend Mel. <laughs> of course. I'm sure with bombs dropping around well, us, that'll help to keep us warm the head of the and military, radiated. Well, <laughs> the, the new head of the armed forces said it, you know, very directly. He's, he's, warning, he's warning all the soldiers yeah. to prepare for, for a land battle in Europe. So, I mean, I'm assuming he must know something yeah. that we don't. So, thank you again, Liz Trust, for your well, idiotic comments. But there you go. Yes. Well, of course... Two months, she's had a break from us. Fucking idiot. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, that was a bit too much. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, it's, it's a bit mean, especially to idiots. <laughs> I mean, really. Ah, yes. Diplomacy doesn't yeah. really seem to be the UK's strong point at the moment. Diplomacy? Well, I mean, honestly, as I said... I mean, the rhetoric is incredibly aggressive. Yes, uh, ultimately, oh. and it doesn't. Well, I mean, it doesn't help. People can sort of, but then know, people you, can make their own mind up about then, whether or not we should be sending UK weapon systems to Ukraine. Whether that helps the situation or not, I think that sort of is up to you to decide. I definitely have uh, one view. Uh, Simon you, definitely uh, has an alternative. Well, view, yes, uh, you know, please, somebody out there, put a bullet through that twat's head. Mr. Mr. Putin or Zelensky because I mean uh, either way no 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 because he didn't start it Russia's been lying sorry uh, we're not going to go down this road because yeah. we're talking today about inflation okay. let's not talk about um, it not the inflation we, did, we disagree that's, let's that's in it, Mr. Putin's cheeks because he's had too much Botox um, but uh, yes we're, we're the, the, the likely but you're right we could uh, it could all be a mute point um, but anyway, um, I have a little quote. I have a little quote. He's not, you're not going to deck me, are you? Looking cross. <laughs> um, talking of inflation and so forth. The quote is, We are now speeding down the road of wasteful spending and debt. And unless we can escape, we will be smashed in inflation. Herbert Hoover. And by the way, he was a president, not an electrical product for vacuuming up tossers. Herbert Hoover. 
Stony Ground, that one. <laughs> oh, on that note. Please like and subscribe, everyone. We're sorry for that we were away for a while. Yes. But we're, 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 we're back. let me out now. Uh, we're back and ready to go. <laughs> and we'll be uploading more frequently. It was all his fault. <laughs> it was all my fault. <laughs> no. Anyway. Goodbye, everybody. Welcome back. Yes. Ciao for now. <laughs>